0: Just pure adulation. Sinatra had been the featured singer, first with Harry James, then with the Tommy Dorsey band, prior to buying out his contract and striking out on his own as a solo performer in 1942. Despite his enormous popularity among the young, perhaps even because of it, Sinatra almost immediately incurred the wrath of millions of adults who failed to understand his popularity. Many also disapproved of his brash public and private image. By decade's end, sales of Sinatra's records dipped considerably and he began to bounce around from one record label to the next. It appeared as though his star had faded as teenagers found new idols in Perry Como, Billy Eckstein and Frankie Lane. The last had not been heard from Sinatra, of course, and he would continue to make headlines throughout the coming decades. University was the keynote of the music of the 40s. Most of the young still wanted to dance the night away, and the morning, and the afternoon, and the big bands provided the beat. Older listeners showed a decided preference for romantic ballads. The charts reflected a broad spectrum of tastes featuring names like Judy Garland, Bing Crosby, the Ink Spots, Al Jolson, Peggy Lee, and in 1949 a red-nosed reindeer named Rudolph. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. Following the war, the public's taste in music began to undergo a change. The war had taken a huge toll on big dance bands. Restrictions and high costs made travel difficult, and it was simply too expensive for all but a few to remain on the road. The bands which did survive the war found another obstacle cutting into their following, television. While radio in the 40s had embraced the large bands, the TV merely served to keep people home and away from the concert halls and ballrooms. The bands of Duke Ellington, Harry James, and Count Basie were three, which continued to record hits and attract crowds. New band leaders to make an impact included the drummer Buddy Rich, high note trumpeter Maynard Ferguson, and innovator Stan Kenton. At the same time, other jazz styles began to take root, specifically the bop movement, as personified by the sounds of saxophonist Charlie Parker and trumpeter Dizzy Gillespie. The big band era received another blow in 1944. Glenn Miller, who had joined the Army Air Corps as an officer in an effort to create a bunch of jazzy, touring military bands, died when a small plane he was aboard went down over the English Channel. Dance music continued to attract a large following, however, as a whole new consumer group, teenagers of the post-war era, migrated toward music that one could really hop round to. The result was highly profitable for the music industry. By 1946, record companies were selling ten times as many songs as that of a decade before. A whole new musical revolution occurred two years later, with the advent of the plastic 45 RPM and the long-playing 33 record. Suddenly, the jukebox industry was consuming the astounding total of five billion nickels annually. Musicals on the stage and screen were in wide demand during the 40s, and as it turned out, a good many of the top tunes on the charts during those years were first written for the musicals of the period. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Although musicals flourished on the Broadway stage throughout the 40s, there was now one noticeable difference. Oklahoma and other hits like Brigadoon and Carousel pioneered a whole new style in musical theater. For the first time, songs and dances were neatly integrated with the dialogue and characterizations. Rather than serving simply as pretty stage decoration, oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, beginning with Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma in 1943, more storylines were written so that they could also stand on their own—a departure from musicals of the 20s and 30s. For this groundbreaking effort, Oklahoma received a special Pulitzer musical citation in 1944. Cite! New York, New York, a hell of a town. The bronze is up and the battery's down. The decade also provided a launching pad for many new performers and writers who would soon become box office gold. On the Town was Leonard Bernstein's first musical comedy, while Gene Kelly made a stage premiere in Pal Joey. One of the all-time Broadway favorites was South Pacific, starring Mary Martin, which opened in 1949 to the biggest advance sale in history. The cast album would remain number one on the record charts for 69 weeks and stayed on for an astounding 401 weeks. Elsewhere on the stage, comedy and drama both ran the gamut from pure escapist and patriotic themes, especially during the war, to productions which tried to make serious statements about the human condition and structure of our society. The marquees glittered with such entries as Lillian Hellman's Watch on the Rhine, which was about the Nazi regime. Mr. Roberts, starring Henry Fonda, and the Noel Coward classic comedy Arsenic and Old Lace. One cannot help but.